5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. This week we are going to continue to talk to more interesting people. So today we have Penny Schramm, and so let's get right to it. All right, everybody, we are back with another interesting person. And uh, today we have our dear friend, Penny Schramm, and she's from Iowa and, and continues to be really good friends with, with all of us. And, and we've had great conversations and great things to, to learn from Penny. So I figured, why not have Penny on the podcast so everybody can learn from Penny? So Penny, how are you doing today? We are doing good today. The kids are having lunch and I have a quiet moment by myself. So let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> you, do you get many of those quiet moments? I do not. No, with five children, um, my youngest is seven, my oldest is 18. And there's a special needs kiddo in the middle of there who's 11, who just really, if, if the world is not going right with her, sometimes she wants everyone to know. So racket can come literally at any moment. It's okay. It's life. And it's the it's the life that God's given me. So, so I take the quiet moments when I can get them. And I specifically said, hey, kids, this is important. I'm going to be on a call for a little bit. Please don't interrupt us. <laughs> now, it doesn't mean that they won't. It just means that they know about it in advance. <laughs> Absolutely. I've sort of laid it out as an expectation and then we can deal with it when it doesn't happen the right way. Well, I'm glad that you were able to find some time so that we could talk because I, I really do believe that you have lots of great wisdom to be able to share. And so I figured why not hear from Penny about how she's doing and, and some of the things that God is teaching her be able to help everybody else learn from that as well. So why don't you tell everybody about yourself, you know, give us a little bit of background on Penny. Oh, wow. This could take the whole interview, but we only have five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am a a wife and a mom to five kids. Even our journey to parenthood was a little different. We struggled with fertility issues. And so Our first son is adopted from Vietnam, and he came home when he was 13 months old. In the process of the adoption process, um, we actually got pregnant with our second son. So they are only 19 months apart. Then we adopted our third child out of foster care. She came home when she was eight months. And then, surprise, surprise, we had two other children that we didn't expect. So we have two girls and three boys, and it's a busy place. I grew up in a small town in Iowa, and, you know, as as you and I were just discussing, Phil, a lot of life experiences, a lot of, I don't know, just, uh, I, I didn't necessarily walk with Jesus. I knew about him. I knew he loved me, but I, I didn't pursue a life with him. And, and there was just a lot of, a lot of sin and a lot of yuck in my life. And now I'm in the process of trying to overcome that. So that's kind of where I am. Now, I guess the only other thing that's really super important to this conversation right now is that we are a homeschool family. So that happened about three years ago. We decided, uh, well, God decided. He had known probably for a while that that's what we should do. And we just took a long while to um, come on board. When our middle child had some struggles with her special needs at school, we were going to homeschool her because we knew it was really the only option and then decided that we should homeschool the whole family. That was sort of God's will for our family. So this time has been a little bit different for us as a family just because the idea of homeschool isn't foreign to us at all. We've already done that. The part that we've lost is the the ability to do things outside of our home that we used to be able to do. That's a lot of great lessons. So, I mean, you've kind of 
have taken some of the barriers that some people, some parents have had with having to do homeschool education, online learning. And and so you can even have some wisdom to share with other parents uh, towards that realm. Right. But the difference for us is that I know that I have a lifetime to teach my children. I'm not confined to these last couple of months of school. And I can teach them the content that I have chosen to teach them or that I choose them on a day-to-day basis to teach them. And I'm not not teaching something that someone else has chosen. So it is a little different. I'm always happy to help people and help them learn about um, just making the most of learning environments. All kids learn differently. And I'm sure a lot of parents are finding that in what they're doing at home too. So I guess that the big thing for us, and you know, when you ask us how we're doing, Phil, there are days when we are rocking it. Okay. There are days at home right now when the best conversations and the best things are happening. There was a, a time when my nine-year-old the other night, I was tucking him in and he started to ask me, and I don't even know where this came from, started to ask me about World War II. We started to talk, and he hasn't learned about this in school yet, so this is pretty new for him. We started to talk about the Holocaust, and we started to talk about why would people make decisions to follow an evil person like Hitler, and, and how, how difficult it is to go against the world and to follow God, and the persecution that you endure, and just to listen out of his little nine-year-old mouth to say, Mom, it doesn't matter how hard it is, you have to do what is right in the eyes of God. These, these conversations are rich. They're rich in homeschool anyway, but in this time when we literally are stuck with just the seven of us in these walls, there's way more time for those beautiful conversations. You know, I have an 18-year-old who is about to leave my nest. He's going to a community college, and so he'll still be leaving at home, but the reality is I won't have my thumb on him all the time. It's time for me to launch my arrow. And my 17 and 18-year-olds are going through, because we homeschool, we're able to do a lot of Christian education that a lot of other people don't get to, which has been the greatest value to us as a family overall. But we've had the richest, most beautiful discussions lately about what it is to be a leader and how to do that in their own lives and to do that in a way right now that is really, we're all struggling. We don't know how to lead from our homes. You know, I'm a touchy-feely person. I'm going to give you a hug every time I see you. And I'm, I'm going to get physically close to you as I try to become a part of your life. And I can't do that right now. And I, it's, it's a challenge for us. It's a challenge for us to use our minds, use our hearts, and really just to touch base with God to figure out how it is we're going to lead. And to be honest with you, I didn't realize the depth of my older boy's ability to navigate those circumstances and to have those really rich conversations. So good stuff is happening. But Phil, oh, some days suck, right? I tell Heather all the time that I'm one of those people and she knows this about me. I am always like, let's throw our crap on the table and let's go through it together. Like I'm a real person. And I have to tell you, sometimes the crap in this whole thing is big. There are days when nobody likes the other person and everybody is just like, get out of my face and nothing can make me happy. So it's just embracing those good moments and trying to remember that God has a plan in all of it. And that's just where we are right now. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. So tell me something about what has God been teaching you? So there's a couple of things that come to mind when I think of what God's teaching me. The first just came up today. It's not what I intended to talk about, but it really hit me. So my my two middle kids were talking about the Reformation. And we're talking about the translation of the Bible. And just to remind myself the richness of those words and the sacrifice that has been made so that I can read those words. People have been persecuted and burned at the stake so that I can have a Bible in my own language. And how often do I pick up that Bible, Phil? Like that is the greatest gift that has been given to me 
other than than Jesus sacrificing his life on the cross, which is obviously the very best gift. But literally, he has given me a guidebook and he's put it in a language that I can understand and I can have access to. I can have as many Bibles in my home as I want. And yet it becomes so easy for me to pass it off and not pay attention to it and, and not read the words that he's given to me. So that really hit me today. Now, overall, community. And I would tell you that going into this, I don't know that I realized the value of community was as great in my life as it really is. I remember a, a time with Heather your wife, we were at a worship conference in Kansas City. And I think I was at a a transition time in my life where I was realizing that relationships had a greater purpose than to just make me feel good. Probably getting older and, you know, trying to recognize that. And, And to be honest with you, that was a hard lesson because when relationships don't always make you feel good, sometimes you can feel like you're unworthy or you can feel like you're unfulfilled because I was trying to find my fulfillment in people rather than in Christ himself. And so I remember telling Heather, you know, I don't really think it's that important that you have close friends. What? What? What is that? Like I, I, in this moment, I was just recounting that the last couple of weeks. I'm like, what was I thinking? Like my desire and my need for community is so great. And I had no idea. And so then I was reflecting on scripture a little bit with that. And so what does God tell me about community? Like, does he lay it out as much as I'm feeling right now that I need to to really be focusing on it. So I went to poll because I mean, when I think about people who have really modeled for us what it is to live in community, it's Paul. And Paul, as he's writing to the Romans in chapter one, and we'll go to verse 11, he says, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift strengthen you. That is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. And frankly, like this chokes me up. I just think about the inability that I have right now to be able to encourage other people or to be encouraged by other people when we're not able to be physically together. And so who who, who knew that a little bit of scripture was going to make me cry on your interview? But the reality is, is it's a big stinking deal. Paul, who had everything before him, was telling the people that I have this great desire to be with you. But if you go on in scripture after he says that, he actually says, or I don't want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come see you, but I have thus far been prevented in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentile. So even Paul and his desire to be with the other Christians found that it's for some reason, God was allowing him to be held back. And so just patience with God and trusting that he has a path and whatever he intends is what, you know, that's the path that we're going to travel. Well, I love your heart towards that. You know, the other thing is, Phil, is just embracing the community that I had. And I guess God has shown me that your community, Penny, is valuable and you need to really embrace it and love it and cherish it and honor it because I've given it to you for a reason. Any last wisdom to share? Try to embrace your quality moments at home. That's the biggest thing. Like just find the love that God has given you and dwell in it and go to his word. It's been put into our language so that we can understand it and we can go there. So let's use the tool that we've been given. All right. Thanks, Penny, for your time today. Uh, Say hi to all your kids and and also Corey. Love you guys. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Penny. Uh, She does always have great insight to be able to share. And I found a lot of that about community and the richness and being able to cherish it. All right, everybody, we'll see you tomorrow with another great interview. 
Have a great day and be well. Thank you.